drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, touchdown to Trumbier, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers right here on the podcast. We are excited to be back. It is a Wednesday show. We're coming off two two-time victories by the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, you're going to hear a lot of people out there talking about who they played. Some fortunate breaks. I mean, I mean, you, you know what we do here every week, especially after W's. Drink it in, man. We're, we're going to serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid today. Uh, it's going to be a great show. you got to check us out. You're going to hear about my trip to the ATL, being at the game, some of the crazy fun things that occurred on my trip. We're also going to... Um, me and me and Grifka are gonna turn on the tape. We're gonna we're gonna watch this game. We're gonna pause it. We're gonna slow it back. We're gonna rewatch. We're gonna do that and talk about the game overall. We're also got a big trade for the Detroit Lions to talk about. We're gonna do all that here on the show today. But I mean, I can't do that without the one and only. I mean, the AKA Waffle Maker. I can't wait to hear what he's got to say after two W's. Detroit Lions on a little streak, putting up wins. Grifka. How, how are you, buddy? How you doing today? Oh, man, you know me. I'm doing good. Doing good. How can I not be doing good? You know, after, uh, like you said, two wins in a row, got a little momentum going. Not to mention, you were in one of my favorite cities, you know, the ATL. I like going down to the ATL. It's a great city. A lot of stuff to do. It's a nice area. I want to hear about a little bit about your trip, man. What's some of this crazy stuff that happened? Obviously, they put the mojo and, you know, gave it to the Lions where they were able to pull out a big W. Grifka, did I not say I was coming back w- with the win? Did I did I not say I was bringing back a win for our Detroit Lions? I mean, did, do I do what I say, or do I do I back myself up, or what? Yeah, you were able to pack one in your carry-on, so I'm pretty cool with that. <laughs> I had I had a little room left. I I only brought home that back. I, I got a couple dub skis, Grifka, and that was for our Detroit Lions, as well as I got to enjoy a Michigan victory. And me and my buddy Chops, we were able to find an actual University of Michigan bar in the ATL. We went, I mean, nothing but maize and blue. It was called Pepperonis. Uh, we had probably one of the better pizzas I've ever had of all time. We were, like I said, surrounded by Michigan fans. The, the the greatest fight song in the history of college sports was playing on the uh, surround sound speakers throughout the bar. It was incredible. Grifka, one of the reasons I went to the ATL is because there are some amazing churches there that I love. So I got to visit um, all of Andy Stanley's churches. I went to North Point. I went to Buckhead. I uh, checked out Gwinnett Church. I mean, one of my buddies down there is at Life Church, and uh, incredible. I mean, these these were the biggest 
most amazing facilities. I mean, uh, thousands of people attending every week, met some really great people. That was a tremendous part of my trip. Me and my buddy Chops, who, like I said, me and him just said, hey, forget it. We both uh, were able to get off of work, put life on pause, went down there, had a mancation where it was, we just ate the worst things you could uh, ever eat, which I mean the best things ever. <laughs> we uh, had competitions left, right, and center. Me and him played disc golf, foosball pool, darts, I mean, anything we could compete in, we competed in, and we kept score, that was a ton of fun, I mean, I bet everybody out there can guess who won that competition, yours truly, just like when I go up against at Grifka DKC, Grifka, we hit up restaurants called the Village Burger, I mean, I already mentioned pepperonis, where uh, that was an amazing time, I mean, we went to the Varsity, which is the main spot, kind of in downtown, you could pick yourself up a couple chili dogs a couple tater tots we did that i mean gosh almighty i can't imagine what else we went we, we even did go to a b-dub stop um for the ufc we got to watch that some crazy good fights we had the chicken sandwich challenge which i ran by a popeyes so i had to get a popeyes chicken and a chick-fil-a we did that so we're packing on the pounds there's no doubt about it Griffka, speaking of food i mean i almost left this till the very end because this is one of the most clutch things ever Griffka, inside a mercedes-benz stadium we were just like, oh, maybe we go check out what kind of foods and stuff they got. We forgot that they were the leaders on this whole concessions thing that went down a couple years ago where they changed up concessions. Grifka, they changed up concessions. A, a, a pizza was like four bucks. A, uh, a pretzel was a dollar. A, a soda pop was one dollar. I mean, everything we looked at, a chicken finger basket goes for about eight fifty or more at, at Ford Field. One buck unbelievable it was just like we just bought stuff because we just we just wanted to we didn't even care if we ate it that's how cheap it was amazing grifka lions fans invaded i'm talking about took over mercedes-benz stadiums we were everywhere and what's crazy about it is there were so many lions fans and i had so much fun walking in during and walking out that it didn't even matter that when I really looked around during the game, it had that eerie feeling that there was probably only, what, 15-plus thousand there. It felt like 10 of those thousand were Detroit Lions fans wearing that Honolulu blue and silver. That was incredible. We're out near Alpharetta. Atlanta was super nice. I got to just cruise around. We uh, rented a car. I got to cruise around, go to all these places I want to go to. The city was nice. The houses were nice. The people were great. It was incredible. One gripe I have is they got these huge highways, Grifka, like four or five lane highways, 55 miles per hour. Are you kidding me? It's about, we'd be going 85, 90 here in Michigan. That was weird, but we made it happen. The ATL inside the stadium for even not having a ton of fans had kind of crazy atmosphere. Incredible. That circular um, scoreboard they had. The sound system was off the hook. I mean, Gosh, just a great experience from the time we got there, all the places we visited. The game was incredible. Michigan win was incredible. Um, got back safe. Don't think I have the Rona. Unbelievable. I mean, just a great trip all the way around. Like I said, you know, as Grifka would say, a kudos to my buddy Chops for he's got a wife, three, four kids, and he was able to just make this happen. Um, 
and uh, just a great trip, like two buddies just figuring, let's just get away for a bit, enjoy all these sporting events, eat a bunch of food that we shouldn't eat, um, see a great city, hang out for a few days, and then get back to real life. And that's what we did. So Lions won, Michigan won. I had a tremendous time. Choppy did, except that he lost to me in almost every competition we had. We whooped it up for our Lions. Incredible, Grifka. Absolutely great trip, man. Unbelievable. Well, man, I'm glad you had a good time, man. Complete weekend, like you said. You know, it's always cool to just kind of do guy things, hanging out. Like I said, I love the city of Atlanta. Not to mention, I always hit Buckhead when I'm down there. So, so it's a very beautiful part of this city. So uh, I'm glad you had a good time, but I'm even glad you're you know, more happy that you're back and we're doing the Kool-Aid cast again. No doubt, man. Like I say, I just summed it up for everybody there. Um, you know, been putting some tweets out. I mean, I haven't seen anything uh, positive or excited about these Lions wins from at Grifka DKC. But Grifka, I'm very curious. Before we turn this tape on, I mean, again, uh, I can I continually want you to engage the people other than argue with me every once in a while when I poke fun at you on Twitter. Uh, like, what are you thinking? What are some overall takes away from this game? The Lions... Um, back and forth ball game you know they're on the brink of defeats which I'm sure you had probably already cut the game off and went and mowed your lawn or whatever you do and sure enough the Detroit Lions get a fortunate break they storm right down the field and throw a game-winning touchdown at the buzzer to TJ Hawkinson what do you got to say about this just in broad strokes before we turn the tape on um the defense has been playing a lot better the last couple of weeks, so that really impressed me. I thought uh, the Atlanta Falcons wide receivers would just be running freely the whole game, and Matt Ryan would just be, you know, having a field day against that defense. But uh, no, it's played a lot better the last couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I, you know, pretty happy when Hawkinson caught the touchdown. You know, I'll take any stroke of luck that the Lions take. They always seem to be, you know, snake bit when it comes to stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, pretty happy with that you know and like I said at one point you know it's uh Hawkinson was the hero but he also could have been the goat you know uh, as well so uh that uh, but, but he uh, wasn't pretty happy with that Griffka do you want to give any kudos to I don't know Matt Patricia for one of his best coaching outings maybe our quarterback who you sometimes get down on or like you say you're trying to already spin it of he could have been this he could have been that he wasn't, Grifka. We won. TJ Hawkinson, the tight end that you hate, the guy that's continually making plays this season. I think you need to do a little uh, waffle maker action and give those guys some credit. I mean, balled out. Well, uh, you know, we've seen Stafford do that before, so uh, come back, you know, pull out uh, victory from the jaws of defeat. <sighs> so, uh, yeah. Awesome there, you know Hawkinson. Yeah, he had a game, balled out. Got a, you know, start loving Romeo Aquara. You know, he seems to be, uh, you know, finding that uh, fountain of youth where he's, uh, you know, bouncing back from uh, the year he had last year. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Matt Patricia, okay, yeah, had a decent game there. Nice job. Oh my gosh, Grifka's bitter, everybody. Hey, before we before we uh, have a little session where it'll be DTO scouting. Versus Grifka's Lazy Boy Scouting. Again, Grifka is the president and the head of uh, player personnel over there at Lazy Boy Scouting, watching the tape together. Um, I'm going to do a little uh, a little waffle maker. Grifka, a little, little go back, a little change of heart, maybe. Grifka, you know what that is? What's that? Detroit Lions. I, I got three letters for you. C-T-C. Cut the check. 
Kenny Galladay keeps making plays. He's just balling out. Everything in his area code, he catches. I mean, he's a big reason we get another W. I mean, I've already always said he's humble off the field. Great guy. I mean, just let's go ahead and get this guy signed. We've got cap space. Let's go ahead and do this. I know I like to, you know, be a little particular when it comes to paying big money, especially to receivers, but... I just think, you know, you got to keep this guy in the fold, especially if you're going to keep nine around and kind of keep this thing rolling. So there it is, Grifka. I've changed my tune. I'm okay with that 18, more like 16. I'd love million-dollar number per year on probably a four million, uh, four-year deal for Kenneth Galladay. There you go. Yeah, they're gonna if they want him, they're going to have to pay him that. So uh, I guess you're as long as you're cool with it. Absolutely, I've changed. So everybody, um, you know, again, exciting win. What we're going to do, um, we're going to watch the first half of this game, me and Grifka. We're going to pause it. We're going to try to, um, you know, kind of go back and forth, talk about it a little bit. And then we're going to take a pause for the cause, as Grifka says, get the get the sponsors in here. You want to listen up because you don't want to miss our opinions on a big trade that went down um, for the Detroit Lions. We're going to talk all about that when we come off the break. And then after that, we're going to finish out the second half for this Wednesday show. And then, you know, Friday we're going to be talking Colts. And you know Grifka's going to have something goofy to throw at me. That should be entertaining as well. So, Grifka, you ready to do this? Yeah, let's do this. All right, first time, me and Grifka, we've got it queued up. He can see, he can see the tape. We're going to go ahead. we got the YouTube highlights. It's about uh, you know, about 12 minutes or so, but we're going to talk it through, pause, talk about some of the key plays. So here we go. And they still say they're going with the three so Kicking off here. Got Matt Stafford back. Slinging to who else, Grifka? You know what his name is. Yeah, it was a nice catch. It was a good route, wide open, and uh, can't complain. By TJ Hawkins. Yes, they saw Marvin Jones actually decide to show up. Grifka, can you be a little positive on this review, please? We got DeAndre Swizzle up the middle there. He uh, didn't have many yards, but... Looked good early, and and uh, let's see a little something from him. Look at the, look at the. He just seems to get extra yards. He just seems to squeak up there and find the hole pretty well. Stafford back. Woo! Pause it right there, Grifka. Stafford stepped up in the pocket, got lit up. This is on third and goal. Uh, referees here call a hit to the head, roughing the passer. I, I hate to pause it so that you can give some ho-hum answer about how you you didn't think it was great. It was a break for the Detroit Lions. I just watched it again here, and it seemed like a, a shot to me. Yeah, I mean, it was a big hit. And, uh, Derek, I, I realize you were at the game and you remember seeing all this stuff, but you need to talk a little louder than this game, man. you got to sound a little more hyped than this. I barely hear you. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, let's we'll pull the volume down. I mean, uh, again, nobody wants to hear Chris Myers anyway, so that's a good call by Grifka. We'll go ahead and turn this down. I'm looking at this again. It, when I was at the game, I felt like he was a little bit of a he was a little bit of a you know was a runner at that point. But watching it again, all he did was pump fake, and uh, they, there was hit to the head, so that's going to get called every time. Yeah, he did leave his feet. The defender did, even though like the announcers complained about it. But yeah, he did leave his feet. I mean, I can see the launching or whatever the terminology is for it. So let's let's roll this back. We got a little run up the middle. I want to see this uh, DeAndre Swift. 
Oh man, love it. So Grifka, this is the first time I, I really want to actually watch this game because you know how it is. Sometimes when you're there, you don't get as good of a feel. I'm going to put this in slow-mo. We're uh, at about the four-yard line. Stafford, look at this little stutter step here by Swift. Just waited, didn't run into the back of his offensive lineman, took the cut on the backside, walks in again. I mean, guy has a nose for the end zone, don't you think? Yeah, that was a great read because it looks like he was trying to run behind the left side of the line, but that all was clogged up and that big opening on the right hand, the right side, he was able to, uh, you know, do a little jump cut and go and uh, read the hole correctly. Nice yeah. run. So the Lions get um, that break on the penalty, but again, watching it back, it, it seems like you know he wasn't totally a runner at that point, as well as he just can't hit the quarterback in today's game. And, and DeAndre Swizzle um, makes some pace, so I uh, got like that 7-zip. Uh, we were up in a section, Grifka, where just full of Lions fans. I mean, we're whooping it up here at this point. So Hayden Hurst goes up over the top. Big highlight. They got a big game. <laughs> Line struggle to guard the tight end. You will yeah. have to admit that. It's been known to happen. Oh my gosh. Look, Look at this ridiculous play again. Yeah, knocked away by Okuda off his back heel up in the air and caught. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was a really nice concentration by Hayden Hurst to be able to uh, get that. But, yeah, that was just a, I don't know. It was, I don't know. It was like almost a comedy of errors. It's just like, that really happened? That would have made it third and two, so it moved the chains. Kind of a big play. Of course, some ref I never even seen before that had a, quite the day there out there making some questionable big-time call. Year. It was his first year as a referee. They mentioned that as I watched yeah. the game. Yeah, it was obvious. Grifka, I hate to... I'll give you a, one negative Grifkaism. These gray jerseys are horrible. Right when I saw those, I got all bummed out. They're the worst. I was, I was texting my friends. I'm like, this game is a, a fight between the ugliest uniforms in the game right now. <laughs> right. I don't know. Like, the Atlanta Falcons look like a great AFL team here in this game. AAF, I said, what fifth like grader, I go, what fifth grader designed the Atlanta Falcons uniforms for today's game? Right. You know, the color bleed for in, the, in the jersey from red to black. It's like, come on, man, give me a break. <laughs> Just wear your flat colors. Yeah. Calvin Ridley, again, one thing we're worried about is Ridley and Julio getting, you know, just slicing us up. It feels like they had a couple misses where they just missed him. I mean, right on this play, they throw it up to the end zone, but we got offensive pass interference on the ATL, so that took points off the board a couple times. I feel like Julio and Ridley were open, and uh, they got missed. So they, they both had their moments, but uh, nothing that, that took the game from us, which is nice. Well, right, even on you, this, um, I know you mentioned it last week about um, blitzing more against more well-established quarterbacks. And once again, it seemed like the Lions did blitz more this week you know, than against other established quarterbacks. So that's a good thing. And maybe that's uh, Matt Patricia is coming around a little bit, realizing his team needs to do that. Yeah. What do you think about this play? You think this is P.I. on Okuda there? No. <laughs> it's questionable. I mean, he uh, he got turned around a little bit, got a little handsy in the back half of the route, but it didn't look like it in person. But he's just still not able to get the breaks, or he had a better game, but still you got to see more from the kid. But obviously I still believe in him. 
Todd Gurley hey, for Todd a touchdown. Gurley, my new favorite player. <laughs> helped my uh, fantasy team. He helped me later with the touchdown too, which I'm sure we'll get to. Matt Stafford, I mean, again, didn't didn't find the end zone till late, which was also perfect timing, but he, he seemed to pretty much get, take what was there, make some plays. This is a nice ball. He comes about the third option. Danny, old Danny boy on the backside there for a big, big play. Yeah, it was a nice read. Did you draw this one up, Grifka Agnew and the Wildcat? Did you did you did you call that in? Yeah, that Terrible. was I got to pick a play, and that's the one I chose. <laughs> Terrible play. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, never call that again. So right here, third and eleven, go up to Hawkinson, fourth and one. We we show some moxie, we go for it. Unfortunately, we don't drop, we don't even do anything to the defensive end or the outside linebacker. He comes unblocked, just kills Adrian Peterson. Both of them. The other outside linebacker too. They both came free. It's like they almost <laughs> knew that. And I can't remember if it was on this one or the another stop. It was a short on Peterson and the announcers. It was like Greg Jennings or whatever said. When Peterson's in there, they're really limited on what they're going to do because the linebackers don't have to worry about him going out for a pass. Yeah. So it made a lot of sense right there. It's like it's like everybody pretty much knew what they were going to do right there. So uh, Swift was in there. Carryon Johnson's in there. I mean, I think it gives you a little more of the playbook on that. I feel like Peterson still has brought some something different to the table, both for veteran as well as he's, he gets his runs, you know, they, where he runs hard, makes a move here or there. So I, I'm not hating on him, but they ran a couple short yardage plays that he just got blown up on. I mean, just tough. Yeah. But we we give the Falcons here. We got 240 left in the second, and uh, and they're moving the football. You know, Matt Ryan, like you said, he's got time. He, he makes these little stick throws, but kind of nickel and diamond all day. You know, nothing up over the top. I kept telling Chops, I said, you know, they love to take shots. They love to go play action and chuck it 50 yards down the field. I don't remember many, if any, of those in this game. Oh, which was kind of surprising. Once again, that's another thing they mentioned. They were just waiting for them to do that, and it never really happened. Everything was like those 15, 20-yard routes or um, something underneath that. Yeah. So third and goal, 30 seconds. This is where, you know, we kind of just lose Calvin Ridley in coverage, wide open touchdown. And, and Griff, I want to get I want to get the waffle maker perspective because right now it's 14-7, 30 seconds left in the half. Is this where you're getting frustrated? You're saying the team sucks. You're kind of thinking, here, here we go. We let them score and probably come out in the second half and open it up and get to us. Or are you still believing at this point? Um, I don't. I wasn't saying like the team sucks, but I was just more. <laughs> To, you know, chagrin that they were able to walk down and Kelvin Ridley made it look pretty easy right there. Um, you know, he had a nice double move and that, uh, you know, obviously freed him up by an awful lot. And uh, yeah, it was like, oh, they, it's going to be, you know, it looks like they've figured out the Lions defense is what I was thinking of myself at that point. <laughs> yeah, like you say, it was a little disconcerting because it was so late in the half, but sure enough, I mean, the Lions, we're looking at it right here. They start with the ball to 25 with only 29 seconds. And we're going to go ahead and, and, and move this ball down the field and get a field goal for Matt Prater. So let's see how it starts out here. Matt Stafford in the horrible gray uniforms, like I say, starts off the drive with a little uh, pass. I believe that was either Hawkinson or Amendola there. Got blasted but didn't really get out of bounds. We had a running clock, got up and or took a timeout, whatever we did. Great ball off his back foot to Kenny. Big time catch at about midfield now. Stafford with a 20-yard ball to Marv. I mean, moving it down, 17 seconds, getting up and clocking it. 
eight, seven. I mean, gosh, we're just barely, uh, you know, not even over the 30 yet. We get a spike with three seconds, and guess who? Matt Prater, kaboom, splits the uprights from distance. I mean, gotta love getting points late like that. That was big. Yeah, I think that really helped the momentum. You know, kind of took a little bit off that that edge that I mentioned where Atlanta drove down and scored a touchdown. Yeah, I I agree. We're real hype with that. Knowing, too, there's, I mean, if, if I'm winning the coin toss, Grifka, I'm almost always deferring, but... You know, we've been kind of so down at times on the Detroit Lions defense, you almost think they put their offense out there. But when they won the toss, deferred, that's when you love to not only get a stop, but, um, you know, you can either get a stop or get points at the end of the half. And the Lions didn't get the stop they wanted, but to go ahead and get those points and come out of the half with that mo, like you say, as well as only being down four rather than seven, I think was really big. Yeah, huge. So, so we got to the half here. We're, we're going to go ahead and what are we going to do at this time, Grifka? What do we do on the show here? Oh, we got to take a pause for the cause right now. We got to know, uh, we got to let people know who sponsor us so they can take part as well. <laughs> no doubt. We'll do that. Um, please listen to our sponsors, Anchor, Spotify. I think I even did a goofy uh, quick ad for um, how important it is to vote. That's coming right around the corner. So if you're not set up, uh, give that a quick listen and get yourself set up to uh, to go ahead and vote. That's important this time of year. That's your thing. And uh, like I say, we'll come back and uh, we're going to talk all about this big trade that went down, um, how that might impact the Lions, and finish out this game against the Falcons. Because like I say, um, pretty tight here at the half. We'll see what happens here in the second half. We'll talk all about it. Everybody, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. We are back from the break. Uh, really appreciate you doing that. Again, we've been trying to pump it a little bit more. If you can hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, share this with a friend, as well as we've been challenging you. We've been challenging the people out there, the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, to go call the Detroit Kool-Aid cast listener line, something we set up a while back. I left kind of a goofy message on there. It's basically a voicemail. You call it up, we ask you to come strong, make us laugh, leave a message, um, give an opinion, love the Lions, hate on the Lions, whatever you do, make it entertaining, make it fun, bring the heat, because if it's good, if it makes us laugh, we're going to put it on the show, and if it's not good, we might put it on the show <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, have have some critiques, let's put it that way. So Grifka, if they want to dial up that listener line, where, where should they call? Oh, they're always calling. That number is 989-272-3484. Once again, 989-272-Kevin-Smith-Herman-Moore. Thank you, And we got to find a better 34. I, it might have to be James Stewart or something like that because <laughs> Kevin Smith was utterly terrible. Yeah, but is it, is it more fun to say James Stewart or Kevin Smith? <laughs> I mean, really. It could have been cool to say, like, well, when James Stewart first got on team, I was saying, like, that's James Stewart. You don't want to mess with James Stewart. He was slower than me, but still. 
All right. Well, I, I don't know. Like I say, that's that's a we'll group of Kevin time capsule. Yeah, Kevin Smith's my guy. We all know that. But um, definitely call up that listener line. Do that. But um, Grifka, we got to talk about a trade. And um, Bobby Quinn was at work. We got this W. We're at sea level three and three. We've got a few more um, light teams coming up, especially if we can get this win that we'll talk about on Friday against the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, the Lions went out and they gave a conditional. Let me say that again. A conditional sixth round pick to Chuck Dog's favorite team, which is struggling <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys to get a certain man named Everson Griffin. He's grimy. He's nasty. He's physical. He's a rush end. He used to beat us up year after year after year in the NFC black and blue division and now he's going to be putting on that lion's jersey rushing the passer he's a big physical beast grifka a sixth round pick for a pass rusher and three million bucks what do you guys say about this i love it when i heard that i'm like yeah i'm fine with giving away that sixth round pick i don't care if it's conditional i don't care it's like whenever it is in the sixth round it's like here take it off our hands for everything griffin i am totally okay with it (laughs) Oh man! Uh, thank goodness some positive positivity from Grifsky. I I'm I mean, I almost don't know how you can't like it except for I had to get a little text from from Chucky Reeves uh, saying, "Oh, I'm glad we got rid of him. We saved the money. We uh, get a pick out of it. He he's been horrible." I mean, really, Chucky, you're really gonna capitalize on that sixth, maybe seventh round pick when uh, you know we're getting what the Detroit Lions need. I'm not, I don't care what the, about the Dallas Cowboys. Their their season is lost. They're playing, you know, the pizza man at quarterback. I mean, we we now have a, another guy that we can add to Romeo Quara, Trey Flowers, Everson Griffin, as well as been having a lot of blitzes from. You know, Reggie Raglan off the edge. I see uh, Jamie Collins roaming around bringing pressure. There's another guy, Grifka, that gets after the quarterback for the Detroit Lions. You want to know what his name is? The Deshaun Hand? My guy, Deshaun Hand makes some plays, but do you want to know who another guy that rushes the quarterback? You want to know who he is? John Finicini? <laughs> no, he's a run stuffer. His name is... Jared Davis, oh baby! Yeah. You see number forty yeah. just just blasting up the middle and blowing up running backs. How'd you like that, huh? 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 Yeah, the twenty defensive plays he was on on the field for the game. He must have been, you know, well rested. He's he's a blitzer now, Gripka. He's on special teams. When he is out there, he's been effective. I know you want to blow off the numbers. I mean, what I have to send you another tweet from Eric Schlitt where he actually had facts to back up his opinion that Jared Davis is settling into a nice new role with the Lions and playing really well. I mean, I think one of the higher graded players from Pro Football Focus, Gripka. I know you don't give yeah, a crap, but it, he's yeah, playing it's, better. It's, it's awesome that it's awesome that a first round pick is a premier special teams player for us. Oh, get out of here. You know that's not true. But um, I think, you know, with all those rushers. You know that's not true. That's, that's awesome. You're just skewing you know it to the. True. Just skewing it how you want so you can think you're right. This isn't about you being right, Grifka. This is about a former first round pick in year five finding a role on this team and he's playing better football. And yeah. He's also playing better because, yeah, he's not out there all the time, and he's not in, out there in his weaknesses. So just enjoy it for once and, and admit that he's playing better instead of goof on him for no reason. But between those rushers and Everson Griffin, 
it's going to help the team. The only thing I have a worry about is that Everson Griffin, like I say, off the field, some of his, you know, um, he's had mental illness things in the past. I hope that's gone. I, I think he's a perfect Detroit player, to be honest, when it comes to just mentality as well as uh, the, he's just, I remember when I'd always see him in the Vikings uniform. He's just that guy that you have walk off the bus first because he's just huge, he's yoked. He's just looks like he's a mean dude. I think my buddy Hughes, uh, before we started recording, said that's a big nasty fellow right there. I mean, I think that's a good way to um, quickly describe the guy. I think he's a big nasty, uh, you know, you know what, and I think he's gonna just be a great addition. I mean, I'm not expecting monster numbers, but I'm expecting him to be a nice cog as well as, like I say, the one thing I think we're still really struggling with is being able to speed up that passer and come around the edge or blow up a tackle and be able to push that pocket. And I think he can do all those things. So I'm real excited. And this is the one time I'm with you that as much as I value draft picks, I mean, sixth, maybe seventh round for a guy like this that can come in and probably help from day one once he's ready. Um, I just think it's a no-brainer. I was really excited to see it. Yeah, I was uh, I, I was driving home from work and I heard it, and I was uh, very, I was like, uh, gosh, you know, I'm gonna love to talk to Derek about this, but they're giving up a draft pick, and I, like I said, I know how you hold those things like gold. So to hear that you're uh, willing to give up a, a staunch sixth round pick for it, you know, I, I'm glad to hear it. Grifka, what's a what's another Grifka word where that when you're real happy? I mean, it starts with an S, ends with an oaked. I mean, what, what might that sound like? We describe your excitement with another word. I'm pretty stoked that he's on the team now, considering this is one of those guys everybody's a little pining for in the off season. <laughs> see, see, that's the last thing I wanted to hit before we get back into this Falcon game. Really exciting second half. We're going to talk about. Um, it does, is Bob Quinn listening to the Kool-Aid cast? I mean, I I think he might be tuning in on Wednesdays and Fridays and, I don't know, doing this. Drink it in, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure when you talk, Rifka, he probably says something like this. That drives me freaking bonkers. <laughs> but I, I can hear Bob Quinn just tuning in and being like, man, didn't these guys preseason say we need to go get Everson Griffin? I mean, don't they come on the show most weeks and say that we need a pass rush? Then they come in and say, you know, when you're playing good quarterbacks, you might want to, like, find ways to blitz people off edges and, and get some pressure. I mean, I think he probably heard that, and he dialed somebody up and, and made, it, made a deal with Jerba Jones. I mean, don't you think that's probably how it went down? Yeah, I just he has to be listening to us. That's all there is to it. I mean, that's like obvious, right? It's like duh. It's like yeah. duh. It's like duh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So, I mean, Bob Quinn, if you're out there, which we know you are, I mean, hit that subscribe button, download the show. You know, we 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 don't need any credit. We don't need you to come up to the press conference and say like, you know, um, you know, we'd like to welcome Everson Griffin to the Detroit Lions. I mean, but first, I'd like to thank the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, um, especially, you know, at Derek Okri on Twitter, at D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E, and then say, uh, and there's that Grifka guy, too. He's at Grifka DKC. I mean, those guys, like, really helped me out, make this decision, as well as, uh, you know, are just always on point with their player analysis. I mean, especially DTO scouting, but also, you know, Lazy Boy scouting as well. That lazy boy scouting goes a long way in the NFL. Don't deny it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, good stuff there. I'm really excited. I think I got word here recently that he will not be available for the Colts game, but he will be able to play the next game, which just happens to be 
at the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, baby! <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about not only motivation, but unleash this guy. I mean, that should be fun to watch. So um, let's go ahead and take care of business uh, against the Colts here, and then let's uh, unleash Griffin on quarterbacks. I love it. Yeah, let's finish this up because uh, this, this is a great game. Yes, sir. Here we go. So we're going to tee it up, second half. Um, Lions with the football. Here we go. Let's get some volume here, Grifka. Stafford to throw, and in between Falcon defender after a 60 Great ball by Stafford up. to start. Yeah. He did thread some windows in that game. Let's uh, let's look at DeAndre Swift here, Grifka. Um, just does not see the blitz coming. They timed it up perfectly. Um, he just tries to get low and get a piece, but Matt Stafford, no chance on that play. Yeah. There's there's nothing you can do about that. That's a lookout block. Yeah, and it's a it's just tip your cap to the defense on something like that. Time it up, hit it, make the play. Matt Stafford buying time. Oh my goodness, that's why I said CTC to start the show. I mean, not only is that a great catch, but he gets blasted and he holds on. Oh my goodness! Yeah, right there in the lower back, that hurts bad. And then you land on your back and he gets right up. That's all adrenaline right there when that happens. <laughs> what a play by you, you 19. You felt that a couple minutes later. Unbelievable. Heard people comparing him to your favorite player ever, Calvin Johnson. I mean, again. Uh, it's thought just maybe like, a little Mike Furry in there. Another blitz that was that was timed perfectly, and the whole interior of the line just missed it. Big time field goal by Matt Prater. Another 50-yarder, I believe. I was slightly disappointed after uh, Galladay made that awesome catch. Thought maybe they'd drive it in, but, you know, it stalled. Took the three. <laughs> Griff, could, did, when I said something about people comparing Galladay now to Calvin, did did you say he was like Mike Furry? I mean, I can't bounce back that. <laughs> you said my that. favorite player. I go, Mike Furry? Oh. <laughs> Oh, your favorite player, yeah. I know you love yourself, yourself some Mike Furry, but um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, like I said, Kenny continues to play well. He's humble. It's just like we're just in that no man's land with the payment as well as just his production. It's just crazy. So hopefully they get something done. Let's watch Romeo Quara come off the edge here on Matt Ryan. Just kind of gets wide. Nice hustle. Stops on a dime. Comes back and gets the quarterback. Another sack for number 95. So... I mean, that's been nice to see. We see another big play here in the second half from that defensive line, so that was good. Gosh, you got to wrap up. Go ahead, Grifka. I'll let you uh, – Yeah, you know you know, who, yeah, you know who missed that uh, tackle. Let, let me slow it down for you so you can break this thing well, down You don't have people. to. They showed it plenty of times how awesome that run was. I'm like, yep, who didn't bring their arms there? That's Jared Davis for anybody who missed that. <laughs> that's terrible. You know, they must have missed that tackle. They must have missed that play on PFF. There's a couple times when just still not bringing arms from the Detroit Lions. I'll never understand it, especially on a simple run like that. I mean, go ahead and, and actually use your hands maybe to tackle. That'd be nice. Matt Ryan, again, throwing little five, seven, eight-yard routes here. I mean, moving their way down. We're already in the fourth quarter here. 14 for the Falcons, 13 for the Detroit Lions. Pretty nice ball One there. Nice boom plays right there. Over 20 yards. Plus 20 for Julio. I did pub up. This was a nice play right there. That was a really nice read there by uh, AO. I really like that play. Read it well. He uh, B 
beat uh, Gurley, obviously trying to get the outside, so he took the right angle, didn't let him get out there, made a nice tackle, brought his arms, you know, held on to the held on to his legs, great tackle. Griffin, let me do the let me do the play by play. So he comes up, he's going to go wide, and a oh oh baby comes up and makes a play. You know who he might be. I mean, that's how you that's how it would sound if it was done at Record Park right there. But uh, Ao's been playing some football. Gotta love it. So third and twelve, they throw one short again. Just being at the stadium, like I just kept wanting to get off the field, um, time after time. You know, just find a way to keep it in front of you. Sometimes they did it, sometimes they didn't. Griffith, this is a pivotal part of the game right here. Fourth and five from the thirteen yard line, and good old Raheem Morris just says, "Oh, go ahead and go for it." We were sitting up there going, "Fake snap, hard count." Sure enough, they hike the football here and watch the play that's made. Yeah, Wide nice. open, and look who it is. Number 90, the $18 million player, Trey Flowers, getting his paw on it, or that's a touchdown. Yeah. That was a, that was a really nice play, and, uh, you know, can't uh, can't deny it. Nice, nice job, Trey Flowers. He's been playing good football, man. Pressures, kind of, uh, you know, getting some turnovers from him as well, or getting his hands on it when the ball is on the ground. So I really, I've liked what I've seen from Trey Flowers recently. Matt Stafford ducking pressure, throwing BBs. Yeah, Stafford uh, had really good pocket awareness in this game, which is good to see, man. You gotta gotta have him move a little bit and then be able to sling it like he did. Gosh, yeah, that was boy. the other play. It was that play right there. Oh, this one where they talked about uh, Peterson being stuffed, and there's just uh, you know, like I said, Peterson in there. Yeah, you're expecting him to get that tough yard. But uh, they knew they were bringing the house. So. I was about to say, what is what is Matt Stafford doing with this goofy handoff? But like we saw at the game, he was like the only person on the field that saw that there was 12 men. And and what what was it on the TV feed? I heard heard he had to kind of talk Matt Patricia into throwing it, and they waited till the very last second. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what it was when they went to do the fake punt. I was like, well, this is stupid. And I'm like, just punt the dang ball. And I, at first I thought they were maybe thinking, you know, get the extra five for Fox, you know, give them a little more yardage. But then uh, they went back to it. They're like, oh, wait, well, you know, uh, maybe there's 12 men on the field. And they showed the replay where the guy was right at the sideline. He didn't get off the field. So, uh, yeah, I guess, so, you know, Stafford, uh, you know, he, he saw the whole field out there and uh, talked to Matt Pat into it. So you might need to give some kudos for that, maybe. Matt Stafford for noticing that? Yeah. Awesome. Or or the coach for for being tactful and putting the punt team out so he could get a longer look and make sure, you know, maybe give a little credit where it's due. Yeah. Great, great call there, Matt Pat. <laughs> Man, you're bitter, Grifka. Like, you just, you're not going to budge on this guy even when he wins, huh? It's going to take a little more than that. Oh, my gosh. You sound like Mike Valente here on the show. Look at this ref. What has he got, like, four watches on? What is he, Jim Caldwell? We got a pause here, and he's got about uh, five things on his wrist. I mean, geez, he looks like the reverend out there with, with two, three watches, whatever he had. All right, so great great play. This actually moved the chains, but I believe they stalled out after this. So. But there were only 11 players on defense, and the play will be re- reviewing the play. It was determined that there were 12 players 
on the defense. See, we saw that replay, and I feel like they give that to people when you're that close to the sideline. But again, another call for the Lions that went our way. Love it. Didn't love this. Missed field goal. How long was that, do you think? Was that like a 40-some yarder? Yeah, that was right under 50, because they mentioned how it was his first miss under 50. Then that play happened. I don't think it was his first miss under 50, because he's missed three, I think, uh, already after 50. Maybe inside of? Plus 50 plus. They said 50-plus uh, is what he's missed. Okay. First one inside. I got you. All right, so still 14-13, which is crazy because I kind of felt like we were, you know, getting the mo. But like you say, just that was a hard drive to see. We actually lost yards on it, so uh, yeah, yeah, that was the. Uh, I want to go back to the uh, fumble actually because I didn't get a good look at that. We got this fumble for the Lions. We're gonna go back 14-13. Ooh, Romeo, huh? Off the edge. Yeah, it was a nice uh, chop play. They got the football, and Trey Flowers fell on it. Yeah, that was big. And like say, great field position. Then we just went backwards three or four times. And uh, fortunate at that time to get a field goal from Matt Prater to make it 16-14 uh, to 14 here with only four minutes, no, less than that, probably three minutes and change left in the game. That was one of those where, like, you were glad we were up, but you hate being up too. You know what I'm saying? That's not a, that's a bad number. So the Falcons did what we hoped they wouldn't do, which is slowly went down the field with three minutes left here. Matt Ryan, little pass completion. Out route and make a good catch. Go ahead, take the play-by-play -play here, Grifka, if you want. It was. It's just, you know, I understand, you know, you want to keep the players in front of you, but still, some of the stuff with the cushion was huge. That was just a nice throw by Ryan, though, to Gage. That guy, you know, walked off the field, looked like he was going to get his leg amputated, then he comes back and makes some nice plays in the second half. Yeah, unbelievable catch, I think, on that one more so than the throw. But, yeah, he, he made a couple here, moving it down the field. I mean... Right here, this was this was when they got tight, and you're thinking they got an easy field goal. Third and one. I mean, got to get off the field. Oh my goodness! All right. I that was just bad again. tackling right there. He is dead to rights in the backfield. That's what I saw at the stadium. So Jared Davis comes up. Let's 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 watch him blow up the, the center, which is his job on the play. Just knocks Alc Max on his ass. And who was that? Didn't get the tackle. That's Penasini, I think, back there. He gets sidestepped. But look at that. Sean Hand and three other Lions have a chance. And Jamie Collins doesn't get him down until he gets the first. That's when I was, everybody in the building obviously thought the game was over. Uh, let's get the volume here, Grifka. I want to hear the audio from the announcers on this one. First and goal <laughs> at the 10-yard line with a minute 12 left down to. Here we go. Todd Gurley to the goal line. Touchdown! I think he thought about waiting and letting the clock run out. Oh, I don't think there's any question. <laughs> oh, I'm starting my to think gosh. Todd Gurley had Todd Gurley in his fantasy league, and he wanted his points. That's exactly oh. what I thought there. First of all, first of all, I thought, I hope you can find the drop here really quick. 
what the hell are you doing? And then I'm like, oh, he must have himself in his own fantasy league. He's betting on himself to win the week. Grifka, I, I don't think anybody was saying this. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Except for maybe Raheem Atlanta Morris and every Atlanta Falcons fan. All the Detroit Lions fans are doing this. <laughs> Woo! I mean, anybody that knows anything about football was probably doing the Frank Verbal Quad Wow. Wow! 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 I mean, gosh almighty, like, I'm sitting by chops. We're, like, kind of, you know, again, I'm, I'm still being optimist. I'm still being, like, you know, dang, you know, we had this game. Now we're going to get beat at the buzzer again like we were in Lambeau when you were glad-handing all the cheddar heads on the way out. But sure enough, Choppy looks at me and he goes, they need to let him score. And I go... He's not going to score like, you know, they got a chip shot field goal at this point. If they were out at like, you know, farther out, you could try something. But he's like, no, he'll let him score. He goes, Todd Gurley would be too stupid to go down. He'll score. And I was like, "Ah, I don't think so. And literally the next play he did that. And let's give Will Harris a little bit of credit because it sounds like Matt Patricia said let him score. But he was tactful enough to somewhat make the tackle. And then he kind of pushed him forward which I think helped a little bit just to kind of get him off of his mindset but yeah just a horrible play by Todd Gurley unbelievable play for us and then I'm up there we're all going nuts because we know we have a chance at this point we don't care about this two-point conversion because you can push it to six all you want all we know is we got a buck four and what two to three timeouts let's go I was just yelling number nine one time give us one of those down the field, last second um, drives, and and he went ahead and did it. So we we'll go ahead and uh, and and put this back. Actually, the lines here. were out of timeouts, so uh, that's right. That's what makes it more amazing. That's right. Sorry, I didn't mean to give you the buzzer there. That was you are correct, sir. Um, I, I'll give you the correct uh, buzzer just to make it right here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they go up six, and Lions get it. 25 yard line, no timeouts. 57 seconds left. Matt Stafford drops back. First play. Scramble, scramble, scramble. Bullet over to T.J. Hawkins to get the hell out of bounds. Yeah, from the what the hell you doing? Five. Just a stupid play by T.J. Hawkinson. Griffka probably had him his tombstone ready, but nope. Matt Stafford sidearm to Danny. Big catch. Got 18 seconds left. Look at this throw to Kenneth. Then the play. Oh. Okay, where's he catch that ball? Sorry, people. I got uh, got some sound effects going here. Let me get back to this video. I want to see this again because he gets it up over the linebacker and in front of the safety, which was incredible. Let's watch that again. Drops back. Get a little pressure. Let's it go. Look at that. Just over him, just in front. Where's he catch the Can't ball? Catch. Where's he Where catch the he? ball? Oh, yeah, what he, line's caught, he, on? he caught it at like the seven. <laughs> seven or eight, okay. I didn't, I didn't know if it was a catch though. I know where you're headed because I will talk about it, but they showed on the replay, and I thought for sure they can call it incomplete. Did you feel where's like it, it was where's a... it lined up at? Yeah, unbelievable. The ball was definitely caught at the seven, maybe the eight by good old Kenneth Galladay, and the ball is now mysteriously at the eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. There's no place in between, and they magically lost three yards. <laughs> and, and you know, you know what blows my mind even more? This wasn't like you know everybody was rushing around. Like they they stopped the clock. They went and reviewed it for ten minutes. They they determined it was a catch. Which once you do that, your obvious thing is you check the clock and you check the spot. You get all that right. You know what I mean? You tell your linesman write this down. Yeah. 
Yet they come out of the review and just push it back. Not one, not two, three well, yards. They did the spike. Maybe well, four. Well, they did the spike. It's not like he dropped back and threw it. You know, I mean, they spiked it to stop the clock. No, you know, and they the lost spike... a second there, but still. But no, yeah. yeah, the spike wasn't a wasn't a play the first time, and like you say, the second one is just it's just a, a basically a incompletion, right? Right at the line. So, I mean, yeah, well, you're they not... had to spike it. They had to spike it afterwards, after. Because the clock would have started right when they blew the whistle. So, yeah, he right. did spike it. But still, you're not losing any yards. Right. On, but you're isn't not losing there, three yards on a spike. Isn't there a difference between a kneel down and a spike? You don't lose – shouldn't lose yardage on a spike because well, it's I incomplete. Said. That's what I said. That you shouldn't allow – you don't lose three yards. So just, well, you, yeah, I don't, don't know why they any. did that. Yes. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, very mysterious. But like I said, I didn't really notice it in the game. Nobody else was really barking until somewhat after the fact. But, I mean – Let's let's queue up. I want to hear the audio, unfortunately, because Chris Myers is horrible. But I just want to hear this uh, final play because uh, I was going nuts. I was like, I went to the far side of our section. Choppy was on the other side, and was just like, I just wanted one because you knew how this was going to go. It was either going to go one play for a TD, or it was going to be incomplete, and it was going to feel like another crushing loss. So let's go ahead and roll it. What pressure do they put on Matthew Stafford? He has time. Hesitates, throws, touchdown, Lions! And TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> All right, so a couple things here on Grifka on this play. Uh, great presence again, as you noted earlier. Um, Stafford, I thought he might have been dead to rights there at first. Then he stepped up, rolled out kind of through again, another classic sidearm throw. Didn't really need to, but TJ Hawkinson actually had to go to the ground too to make this catch. Unbelievable. My favorite part of the catch is probably um, Hawkinson and Stafford going way up top for a little high five hug action. That was the first time I saw Matt Stafford get crazy after a touchdown in a long time, which was great to see. And then the final point I want to make is that TJ Hawkinson has the worst caricature here on by fox sports i mean the guy looks like a white ghost it's just like i mean he looks he looks like a 13 year old yeah it's like this is like somebody's freshman photo it's so bad compared to all the other ones that look halfway decent i mean he has not found a, a a ray of sun in about you know since the age of twelve in this photo. He's just yeah. ghost white. And and if you're gonna draw him up, can can we get the crazy hair and the crazy beard he's got going now? I mean, T.J. Hawkinson is looking like a caveman and playing like a superhero. Huh? I mean, he's been unbelievable. So gotta love it. We also notice in this freeze frame here as we end the game that there's a certain guy who's like a veteran in the league because he's about thirty five years old. Danny Amendola with his helmet off on the football field. I mean, uh, what the hell are you doing? I mean, we might as well play it. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, that's the definition of that again. So, sure enough, we score a touchdown to tie the game. All we need is an extra point. Yet the Lions find get themselves a 15-yard unsportsmanlike to make this like a 50-yard um, extra point to win the ball game. I mean, at this point, are you going into Grifka mode? Going, uh... You know, here we go. They're gonna miss it, and we're gonna lose, and da da da. Or are you are you hype at this point? No, I was hyped at this point. He had drained the last couple. I was like, no, <laughs> that's fine. No, I was I was okay. I I really was. I wasn't expecting he's gonna miss. I wasn't that. I was like, no, he's got this. Okay, well, good that's to what hear. I thought. Let's go ahead and let's uh, 
Let me see it. Let's get a, uh, I want to hear this again too. Just the, the walk-off shot for the Detroit Lions. Wow. Well, here's a replay again from what the backside. What a phenomenal, side. phenomenal job by Matthew Stafford to buy time, to step in the pocket, and he knew it right there. The extra point, and there's a flag down as the Lions rush the field. Don't get me wrong. I got worried when I saw the flag thing go up. I'm like, man, another five yards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was the same way. I was there, and I was about ready to explode, and everybody else was going nuts. And I'm like, hold on, flag, because there's only a couple things that are normally a flag. Either a false start or, you know, sometimes they call it on the defense when they jump over the center or do something dumb. So I didn't know what it was. I don't even really hear what it was, but it didn't matter. Detroit Lions. 23-22, big winners in Atlanta. I don't want to hear what Atlanta's record was. I don't want to hear you got fortunate. I don't want to hear any of this crap. I want to know that the Detroit Lions found a way. They also hung in there again, like I said, in some of their other wins. For four quarters, they they went with the ups and downs of the ball game. They, they rode the wave, but they also stayed poised. They made just enough plays. Matt Stafford um, drove them down the field. He also made some really clutch throws. Kenny Galladay made some great catches. This is an earned victory. I don't apologize for victories. I don't give a bunch of hoo-ha about who was against. Um, every, each team had their ballers, you know, weren't missing some of any of their top players. So there's no big excuses here. A win for the Lions, two in a row, three and three on the season, coming back home to Ford Field. I loved it. I was hype. Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, like I said before, just a takeaway, I thought the defense played so much better than what I thought it would. I thought this would be one of those shootout games with the Lions coming up short. But uh, still, I mean, I have to, you know, Give props to that defense. They played very well. Absolutely, man. Been huge against the run as well as, you know, the the Young Bucks. A-O. Oh, baby. Um, and Mr. Okuda, as uh, the one and only Benny Blade says on my Believe in Lions podcast that drops on Thursday. He, he's always been calling Mr. Okuda. So now I just call everybody Mr. Okwara. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Swift, uh, it's become a running joke on the show. But, yeah, man, those young corners getting it done. I mean, uh, you know, Tracy Walker uh, had some nice plays. I saw the Walker family on the concourse. I saw Mr. Swift, the, the real Mr. Swift, um, uh, on the concourse there in Atlanta. He was all yoked up in his hoodie. Um, gosh almighty. So after they win this game, Griff, could we get out to the concourse? And we just did at least two laps around the stadium. And just every Lions fan whooping it up, you know, um, just celebrating, just feeling good. I mean, hearing some people, uh, you know, just uh, Super Bowl, here we go, Stafford. You know, we're just uh, really having some fun there with the Atlanta fans. And, and they were all good about it. We didn't have anybody that was too sour because they know their team's not going anywhere. But that was a really fun point, too, because, you know, me, like, you know, we love to soak in the W's when we get them. And uh, that was really fun. So we did that, especially even leaving the stadium. Stadium. lots of Lions fans lots of Lions fans where we park throwing the football around enjoying the victory so just a great trip to the ATL um, great win by the Lions a lot of fun with one of my good buddies as well as saw some friends while we were there as well and just a 
just tremendous trip, man. Like I said, the, being able to get back here at home and, and uh, have those have those wins and those memories and the pictures and all the stuff we took is just one of those times where it's just kind of like, what a great trip I'll be able to look back on uh, for a whole bunch of reasons. And uh, get, now it's time to get back to everyday life, which I, I know we all know. Like I say, Detroit's a hardworking city, so right back to work today and excited to talk about it with you. So, uh, good show here, Grifka. We'll come back Friday and talk about uh, the Colts. I mean... I guess there's just one thing left to do, and that's to simply ask you. I mean, do you have anything else for the people? Uh, nope. <laughs> Everybody, um, it's been a fun show. We want to do a little bit different and watch that with you. Hopefully the audio comes out okay. If not, you check in with us Friday. We'll be talking Colts. We'll be doing a preview. We're looking for three wins in a row. And this is a win that can really catapult this team to four and three with some other teams on the schedule that could be win. But you got to take it one week at a time. One week at a time. One win at a time. Go one and zero each week. That's what the Lions keep doing. And to hear Grifka's optimism a little bit today and to be able to serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. That's what we do on the show. So fill yourself up a glass and get ready for this Sunday. We'll be back here on Friday talking all about it right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.